Hey everybody, welcome to the Faith Church Podcast. I am your host, Jay Williams, and joining me today is Jeff Klossy. Hey Jay, how's it going? It's going great. Great, good to be with you. It is good to be we're, you're saying that through like gritted teeth right now. A little bit. A little bit. There's been a, there's full disclosure for people who are listening. There has been a bit of a bug that has gone around of the stomach variety. And Jeff and I both feel like we came down with that this morning. Yeah. So overnight. we're, we're going to do this though. We're doing it we're anyway. Determined. For the reward, for the joy set before us, <laughs> we will endure, endure the stomach pain, bug. I mean, if you're hearing this right now, that means we got through it. Because chances are, if we don't get through it, or unless we paused, if you're hearing this right now, we either got through it, we got through it one way or another. And I'm sure we will. Or it just it will abruptly end, but you won't know unless you listen all the way through. So there's- They just turned it on to like double, double speed. Now. Double speed. They probably just fast forward. <laughs> I wonder how many people fast forward through like, oh, they hear the normal sign off. Okay, they made it. Yeah. But even if you did that, so for the listeners who just did that, fast forward all the way to the beginning or all the way to the end to see that we did finish. You don't know if we had to stop in the middle of it and record the end of it later. So these are the things that you won't know unless you listen. So so for all eight of you now, the number keeps rising, by the way. Yeah. Eight people keep or... mentioning every time we say something now, people are mentioning something from the podcast and like it just it, the number keeps going up. So that's and then they great. get their reward. And they get their reward, and we get our reward. Yeah. <laughs> so what a great which, weekend! Yeah, it was an incredible weekend, right? Yeah, we had Robbie back. So if people are listening to this and you weren't here, you missed Robbie. Yeah, Robbie Helene was here and family. It was yeah. delightful. Yeah, he was here. He recorded the podcast last week because he was in the office during the week, and um, and then he was our keynote speaker for the men's conference, which was awesome. Um, really incredible time with our men getting together and uh, worshiping Jesus. And we're pretty simple at our church. And we talked about that, how we're just, it's pretty simple. Our focus is we want to gather men together to worship Jesus and eat good food. And um, that's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much what we do. So that's what we did. And it was fantastic. And it yeah. really was. I mean, one of the highlights for me, was uh i mean it wasn't a long prayer time but we had some time set aside where men were sitting at tables of like six and we just we prayed together for each other and to god and that was really really awesome and i hope that we we can continue doing things like that together even when we're not you know having a big conference but that was one of the highlights for me was just getting to pray and be prayed yeah. for by other men it was great yeah that was a really incredible time of prayer and and the worship i i went around and i actually recorded some of the singing because it's just it's just unique when you have that many men in a room just singing you know the, the it just sounds different right and um and they were really loud the problem with that recording is i couldn't help but singing also oh so i'm the closest to the microphone so i'm like yeah this is Maybe I'll scrub through that and try to find somewhere where I'm not so loud. Where you trailed off a little bit. Yeah, where I trail off. <laughs> that was really fun to sing with oh, all gosh. men like that. It You're was. right. That's a... But that also makes me think I love the idea of the person who 
records the whole room, but they're singing in it and they're like clearly front and center. And they're like, Oh, I didn't notice I would be on there. Well, anyway, here, here it is. <laughs> Just like it's my audition tape. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. It's the, the opposite of an audition tape. Let's uh-huh. not, let's not have that. So, um, so not only did Robbie, uh, well, Oh, we should say about the men's conference. So that was amazing. It was an incredible time. We're hoping that it's a catalyst for, um, for a little disciple making movement. Um, but, the women's conference is coming up April 22nd. So that's a little plug there to make sure um, that that you make it a priority to be there. If um, if you're I, a woman. If you're a woman. And if you're a man, make it a priority to, to uh, equip and empower other women to be able to go. So I, you know, we say this every year, but, you know, for husbands, make sure that, you know, you, you're proactive. If you have children, that you're proactive to to free up your wife if um if you're not married and you're not like you you can still serve and help help us figure out how to handle food and everything if you are um, a mom and you have small children and you don't know how you would deal with child care let us know i don't know we don't know what all we're going to do with that but we've been able to connect people in the past and um it's just really important to us that that anyone who wants to be there can make it and that they don't let um, obstacles in their way. I just referred to children as obstacles. They are a blessing, but they're an obst- you know, they're a blessed obstacle. Yeah. And <laughs> the spirit of it, right. Is like, there's reasons that there's reasons we miss things like that. And right. I guess what we're saying is if there's anything we can do, we want to help make that, make that feasible including the money, including, you know, all of the things that prevent us from doing things. Um, it, these are really important and, and they only happen once a year, you know, like this, this formal thing. And it's worth, it's worth the investment of a Saturday once a year to just be with the men, be with the women of our church in this way. Yeah, it really is. And I would just go one step further with that and say, um, Yes, if there's anything we can do, but whatever the obstacle is that's keeping you, let us know. Because mm-hmm. what we were saying is we we want to help. We want to figure out how to help, and you may not even know how we could possibly help. So, but let's figure that problem out together. Is yeah, that's the desire there. So, not only did Robbie speak at the men's conference, but then somebody thought it was a great idea to also have him preach on Sunday morning. Which, what a brilliant person. <laughs> Robbie was so exhausted and there was definitely a question of why did you make him do that? And I just like to go on record and say, I did not make him do that. I asked him, but Robbie being the, it it was interesting. What, what an incredible parallel. He didn't really mention it, but he did mention that kind of the idol of um, identity of feeling useful. And, and I'm sitting there thinking like, yeah, that's, that's why you agreed to preach this morning. That would have been a, um, I think a good illustration to use. Uh, in that, but, um, I, I'm, I'm free of that. I don't really feel the need to feel useful. So I, <laughs> it's not really my, that's not my, that's partly in jest, but also partly not. It was though. I, I think I'm, I'm thankful that Robbie wanted to, cause it was great for everybody to get an update from him too. And then to get the blessing of just hearing, hearing God speak through him and what God had put in his heart from the word. And I know people were going to want to hear from him, but have you ever received applause when you went up at a church to preach? Not so much. I don't think I, I've, I've received it like 
if I'm guest speaking at an event and and the person introducing me tells me says like let's welcome you know Jay Williams and then they'll applause applaud but spontaneous applause just because I walked up on the stage I don't think that's ever happened so that was kind of that was kind of that's neat. cool I well what I love about that is Robbie would have made him feel very awkward and then in light of his sermon I was thinking eh, you already received your reward. Hope you enjoyed it. Shucks. Hope you enjoyed that applause because that's all you're getting. Oh, boy. (laughs) That's the transition (laughs) of the sermon. So Robbie made a really great point in that. So we preached on rewards um, and and these these acts of righteousness that people were doing in Matthew 6 in the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus is addressing. And he's he's saying, like, don't don't do this uh, in public. Don't do it to be seen by others. And I thought Robbie did a really great job of differentiating between doing something to be seen and the thing you're doing being seen that brings glory to God. And so there are a couple of facets of that, right? One of them was um, the idea that uh, that he pointed out rightly that just a few verses earlier, Jesus is saying, let your light shine so that people may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So on one hand, he seems to be saying, you are supposed to be salt and light. You're supposed to be doing these good works so that other people see it because then they will glorify your Father. And then just a few verses later, he says, don't do it in front of everybody. Don't do those things so that other people can be seen, so that you're seen by others. And and so he did a good job of differentiating between that. It's really a heart posture of like, why are you doing this? Are you doing this as a response to God's grace and mercy in your life? And it's an overflow, like much like fruit that just spontaneously kind of comes from a tree. Or are you doing it so that people will see you, so that you will receive the reward from people, whether that's that they see you are, they think of you as righteous or good, or they... um or they give you praise, or anything like that. Uh, those are two different heart postures, which makes sense in light of what he talked about with lust and adultery and all these other things. That it's it is it's really the heart issue is what he's getting at. Yeah, right? and it's that distinction that Jesus is drawing out, you know, so far in this sermon. I love that Robbie reminded us again. This was a sermon. That's always helpful to remember that the things are are going together, but the difference between being versus appearing to be right? That keeps coming up. Like there's a, there's a way of being, and then there's a way of appearing to be and appearing to be a certain way would be what would lead us to doing some things like even a good thing in front of certain people to get some reward from them, but not doing it if they're not around. That's the same kind of like heart posture where you're, you're seeking the praise and accolades of other people. Um, so you're appearing to be a certain way. And uh, I, I say that again because that's that's the reminder I give myself as I read this, is that Jesus is really going after actual heart transformation that then overflows into actions. Yeah, and I guess here's here would be the big question. So I think he he framed that well of addressing that. And um, what was the other thing you we talked about before if he commented on, oh, that when you're seeking rewards— when you're seeking these rewards that God just gives you over to it and says, okay, if what you wanted was, for example, if you go and and help somebody move, if what you're doing it for is for the verbal praise, because you just enjoy, you enjoy people saying thank you and enjoy, like you're pursuing that. 
that if you do that, then that is your reward. Like you may very well get it. You may very well get somebody, you know, posting on social media about how great Jeff is that he came over and helped. And, Mm -hmm. but if that's what you're pursuing, then that's all you, that's all you'll get. Like if that's all you want, that's all you'll get. And that kind of opens the door to, I think what would be a helpful conversation is, um, there is a way to interpret this passage that is so we shouldn't we shouldn't do things to be noticed and we shouldn't do things for rewards but that's not what Jesus actually offers as the opposite of this he doesn't say you know beware of practicing your righteousness in front of men um you shouldn't do that you should not like you should do things without being noticed or without you shouldn't it shouldn't be about the reward it should just be about doing the good thing he doesn't say that which we would think is would be really um really virtuous like there's a lot of philosophies that would say the most virtuous good deed is the one where you you do it without any thought of reward without any thought of being noticed like you just do it because it's the right thing to do like to totally detached from any benefit to yourself. Right. Right. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. 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 It's just, it's just, this is the right thing to do. So I do it because it's the right thing. And I think that creeps into our churches, but listen to what Jesus says. He says, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. So that's the idea, like for that, that, that being your purpose. He said, for then you will have no reward from your father who is in heaven. So he says, you know, ultimately, when he talks about giving, when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that you may your giving may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. So, he he says that a few times that if your father who sees in secret will reward you. So, what Jesus is doing there, right, is he's not saying you shouldn't you shouldn't want to be noticed, or that you shouldn't desire. A reward. What he's saying is you're you're wanting to be noticed by the wrong entity and you're looking for the wrong reward. And if what you want is to be noticed by the wrong people and rewarded with a small thing, then that's what you'll get. And your father in heaven won't like he's not a part of that equation because you don't want that. But if what the way our posture should be is I do this because I to be noticed, I want to be seen by my father, and I want my father to reward me. And that's a different paradigm. So let me let me ask you that question, Jeff. Like when you hear that, what where do you think like what needs to be explained in that? Or or do you I mean, do you agree? Do you disagree with that statement? Um what well, are the dangers in either side of that? I mean, I, I was just looking a little further down when Jesus is talking about prayer. So this is um, uh, 6, verse 6. So Matthew 6, verse 6. I'll just read this one too because it's another example of what Jay is saying. It says Jesus says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, and I love how he adds this, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And to me, there's kind of two things going on. One is we are ever living in the presence of our father. He is with us all the time. And he really, he's caring for us. He's involved in our lives. 
So Jesus is using some of these examples of hypocrisy to alert his disciples to what is better. Mm-hmm. Like if that's all you want is people's praise, people's praise, fine, but there's something much better. You're, and I love how he does that. He says in that example, your father's unseen. So even though your physical eyes can't tell that he's there, he is there. Right. And when you go into your room and pray in secret, he will reward you. And I, that reward is, is a promise. And I think that it's meant to be motivating. Yes. That, that there's a, there's um a great benefit that's available to us and we can reach out and take it. We can actually enjoy that. Yeah. But um, we won't be able to have it both ways. And I think to me, that's the kind of the stark contrast is that it, it seems Jesus seems to be saying you cannot seek both things. You cannot go after the praise of human beings and being seen by them and the reward that your father is promising you. And to me, that dichotomy is really important. Yeah, that's a critical dichotomy that you see in the Sermon on the Mount and in the ministry of Jesus. He is constantly saying things like, you can't have this and this. In fact, next week, this upcoming week, we'll be preaching, um, I'll be addressing the passage of you you cannot serve both God and money. He's saying, like, this isn't possible. No one who puts their hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom. There, it's, it is all or nothing all the time, and there's there's no hedging of bets. And so he's saying, right, like you can't you you can't pursue both of these rewards. They are in opposite directions. So to move towards one of the rewards, to chase after one is to move away from the other one. And and again, I I, I think it's important, like you said, I do I agree with you. The rewards are meant to be motivational. And that can feel weird if we don't like really think about what Jesus is saying. Like I said, we we can think there's a third option here where we say, well, Again, I don't, I don't do it for the reward. Well, we're supposed to. I mean, Jesus says um, that this is what he does. So how weird would it be if, imagine doing, let's go back to the moving analogy. So you're tired, you had a late night, um, your kids were up sick, and you know your buddy's moving at 8 a.m. to load, load a truck, and which is everyone's least favorite job ever. And you get up in faith and just and go, and imagine that you you don't you don't do it. You, you're just trying to be a blessing to your buddy. You love your buddy and you just want to be a blessing. And imagine that the Lord then sends an angel, and says, um, "Hey Jeff, I just want you to know God saw what you did. He knows how hard last night was because He saw that. He saw that you were up with your sick child. He saw that." He he knows he knows everything about you. He knows exactly how tired you are, and he has a reward for you because you you responded in faith. Imagine if you said, "Oh no no no, I couldn't. I don't. I don't. I don't need anything from you. I don't want anything from you." Does that sound holier? Does that sound like more faithful? God, I have everything I need. I'm self-sufficient. I don't need any, there's nothing you could give me that would possibly be, you know, that desirable. Desirable. Just doing the good deed was its reward in and of itself. Like when you put it like that, I think, I hope that people would say, oh yeah, that does sound weird. Jesus says, no, your father sees you and he'll reward you. And it's better. It's way better than doing it to be seen by others and to take like whatever little reward they give you 
Um, you know, this morning, it makes me think, actually, this is interesting. I was reading an article this morning, um, and it was related to actually sexuality and the cross. And eventually the author got to this point where he said, um, the good life is found only in Jesus. So anything that is derivative of his ways will not lead to what will actually bring me life and joy and happiness. And it, it just strikes me how much that applies, that comment to this situation as well. So the idea that, that other you would need other people to bring you what will ultimately lead to deep satisfaction and joy that we so long for, it, it's, it's false. All right. of that is only found in Jesus and in his Father by his Spirit. And to me, this is another encouragement to seek it there, to seek for what is life-giving constantly from him you know at the at the at the men's was was it the men's i don't think it was a main session it must have come up in a workshop at the men's conference someone yeah kevin said this kevin johnson um you know one of the shortest verses is pray continually Mm, and that that makes me think of it as well like we we pray to god because we know that there is reward in that and the reward is not so I think it can be helpful, Jay, to make a distinction between what we would think of as like self-efficacy or something that brings salvation yeah. versus something that brings blessing right. in life. And I think to me, sometimes that's where people really get tripped up when they start thinking of rewards because they get confused. Well, I thought we were saved by grace. And now you're saying, uh, yeah. do you know what I mean there? That's so, a great question. Yeah. So I we're not talking, yeah. when, when Jesus is talking reward here, he is not saying, um, do this so that you will have eternal life. He's saying the eternal kind of life looks like this. <laughs> this right. is what it lo- this is how it is lived out rather than you gain it by doing this. Yeah, I mean I do think Yeah, and I think that ultimately the reward is experiencing you do there is like a a blessing that is you're experiencing more of the reality that's already been declared for you. Yes. Right. So So yeah, I think there's probably two pitfalls that you can fall into when you start saying, okay, great, God rewards those who seek him. Like, so again, to to just show that we're not, you know, not making this up or whatever, obviously in Hebrews 11, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you are going to draw near to God, then you have to believe that he's there. That makes sense, right? And that he rewards those who seek him. Well, what's he rewarding you with? The abundant life, the experience of what he's already attained for you. So so the two ditches there, one, right, would be you think, okay, I do these good things and the reward is eternal life. No. My sins are forgiven. Sins are forgiven. That is because you are in Christ. Yes. But the reward is the experience of that. So, so imagine, I mean, this is off the cuff, so we'll see how this goes, but imagine you get to go to, um, Disneyland and your ticket to Disneyland is already bought and you're in there, but then you have choices all throughout the day of, well, should we, should we go on this ride or should we go do this? Should we, what, what things should we do while we're here? And you know from being really experienced in Disneyland that like, well, if you do this, this is going to be way more enjoyable. 
So just like getting in there doesn't even mean you, you could be, and, and this is funny because I don't like Disneyland. I think it's like the least happiest place on earth. So, so it's kind of funny that I'm thinking, but whatever thing, you know, like whether, whatever it could be that you go to, just being there doesn't actually automatically mean that you enjoy it. And all of us have the experience of knowing we're saved, but not feeling joy in a moment, right? Like any, we all have that experience. We all have the experience of, of feeling discouraged in our faith, feeling, um, you know, complaining, grumbling, feeling bitter, feeling discouraged, feeling all these different things that if we really understood our state and understood what was around us and what God had done and what that means for us, if we really believe that deep down in our core in the moment, we would be joyful. We would, you know, be joyful continually, which is what we're called to like rejoice always. So, there's a difference between having the thing and rejoicing in the thing and and experiencing it. And so the rewards of these faithful actions when we pursue Christ and we and and we do these whether they're good works or or steps of faith, the reward ends up being that we get to experience the the reality, the experience the abundant life. It's not that you gain abundant life, it's that you get to experience it and it's better. And that, that's actually the, the opposite ditch of that is then we, we try to say, okay, he rewards those who seek him. Great. Well, I, I handled all my money. I never went into debt and I still like, and I'm still living paycheck to paycheck. So where's God's reward? Or I, I didn't date. I kissed dating goodbye and I'm still not married or I got married and my marriage is terrible. Like, where's my reward? Like I did everything. So that's a perversion of what um, the other side of it. So sometimes you can think it means, oh, that's how you inherit e- eternal life. No. But then the other side of it is <clears throat> we we think we're seeking the rewards that God has for us, but we're not. We're actually seeking worldly rewards. So if you imagine it this way, Jesus is saying, don't, don't seek people of the world to gain worldly rewards. Rather, seek God to be noticed by God and receive eternal, like heavenly rewards. But the mix that we'll sometimes do is I seek God's law in pursuit of worldly rewards. So we kind of mix, we mix the, if that makes sense, we mix it. So we say, no, 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 I'm doing this for God so that I'll receive worldly rewards. And that's not how it works. Like if you're seeking after those rewards, and that goes back to what Robbie had said, like if if you, like what you seek after, if that's what you're seeking after, that's all you're going to get. Yeah, we're still aiming too low in that case. We're still settling. Um, even if and, it's in the name of God. Yes. Like even if you say, no, 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 I'm not doing it for you. Yeah, like I want, I'm, I'm going after God, but what you mean is I'm going after like worldly things through God, and God is like the cosmic genie who's going to give me these things so that if I'm honest in business, he will make my business successful in a financial way. Yeah. The way the Psalms say this same thing is over and over again, you can see things like the Lord is my portion. So yeah. like what you get, your inheritance is him and the reward comes directly from him. It's not, um, then the Lord gives me the thing I actually want, which is this other thing, which will pale in comparison to him. He is the, he is like right. the highest thing, you know, it kind of makes me think to the, the experiencing the abundant life versus, um, having it, uh, it's kind of like if you, um, 
So right now it's fishing walleye season. I'm getting pictures a lot of mornings right now of walleye from people, which is exciting. Um, but no one fishes assuming there are no fish out there. It's like fishing and, and, and saying, well, you know what? Uh, I'm still going to cast. I like the casting and I like talking with people, but there actually are no fish in this water at all. Um, sometimes getting the line out and, and knowing that there's actually fish in there, you get to experience something very different. Now, we don't always catch when we fish, so this is different. It breaks down. But the idea that the, our Father is actually there in secret and he will reward us, when we enter into those circumstances, like in, I like the one you gave, the example of serving someone, like helping someone move, and doing it the way Jesus is describing it, not for anyone else, doing it for God, it's like it's the equivalent of like I'm, I'm actually going to get out there and do it because I know he's present. Like I know there's a fish mm-hmm. right over there, so I'm going to cast and experience that. I'm actually going to take a step with Jesus who's right there in secret and I trust that he can actually reward me and there actually can be a result. Um, maybe result isn't the word, but there can be a, an experience of his love and presence and reward that is so great that makes the effort and the energy and maybe the suffering of, of helping to move, if, if there is right. that, that pales in comparison to it. Again, it's the Jesus saying, Jesus saying for the joy set before, before him, he endured the cross. It wasn't just, this is just the right thing to do, so I'm going to do it. Right. And it's not just he can, he will reward. Like it, it's a, it's a promise it is. that he, he's going to see you. Jesus doesn't say, well, do it in secret because just in case God notices, yep. then he might reward you. He says, no, he will see you and he will reward you. And the question is just, do you believe that? And I love what you said there about just like the seeing that's part of it. So like, if you take those two things, he sees and he rewards. And so normally our flesh wants to do things to be seen by man so that we can receive the rewards of man. So I'm just going to reiterate that. So, so, so the fleshly way is I'm going to see, I want to be seen by man and I want to be rewarded by man's rewards. And the reason why that's tempting is because that's more tangible. So you, like you said, pointed out in the prayer, like your father who is unseen. So you have to know that he's there. Um, which is why Hebrews 11 says that like, if you're going to draw near to him, you have to believe that he exists. You believe that he's there even though you can't see him and that he rewards those who seek him. Well, if I do something to be praised by you, Jeff, I see you. I know you're there. And I know if I do this thing, then I know what that reward looks like. It's tangible and it gives me like a little shot of endorphins or whatever. And Jesus is saying that's, that's so much less. And, and not only is it a lesser reward, but it's also a lesser being seen because if you take, again, I don't know if this hits close to home for anybody else, but take that example again about moving. Like if I'm going to help you move and I've had that rough night, kids have been up sick, all that stuff that I'm talking about, got other things going on. And I still am like, no, I need to be there for my buddy. I need to help him move. Have you ever been in a situation where you're like, I, I'm going to just slip in all of the reasons why this was so difficult to be here? Like I wanted to be here, but like, hey, I'm gonna slip in that my kids are up. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. My kids are up, but no, it's worth it. And it's it's worth it to be here. I'm glad to glad to be here. Um, you know, like, hey, I got to make sure I get this done because I'm going to this next thing afterwards. Like we we slip those things in. Well, why do we do that? Because if I do that, I do it because you aren't good at seeing. 
strategic. You couldn't know. Right. You have no idea. Yep. You don't know how valuable this act of sacrifice was. And so what's so incredible to me is that God does see all that. Mm -hmm. So God sees every bit of it, both the good and the bad of my heart in the midst of that. He sees that I was up with my kid. He knows how tired I am. He knows what I have to do. And if I go out of my way to make sure you know all of those things, then I'm receiving the reward. The reward I get is you going probably some mix of, wow, uh, of truly being thankful. Also probably a little mix of feeling guilty. Like, oh man, I'm sorry. I didn't, you know, I don't want you to have to, you don't need to be here. Um, And then that's what you get and it's over. And, and you don't get what the Lord is, but the Lord's basically in that moment would be saying, Hey, I see all that. You don't need to tell anybody else about that. You also don't have to like forcefully hide it. If somebody directly says, how did you sleep? You don't need to lie to them and say, I slept great. Um, like you don't have to, you know, work to manipulate it. So nobody knows any of the situation, but he's just saying, look, I already see it. It'd be like another bad analogy alert. It would be like, um, <laughs> if you ever had a boss, if you've ever worked in a place where you feel like nothing you did was noticed, Imagine having a boss who sees everything, not in a creepy way, but just notices everything, knows how hard you worked on something when you gave a presentation or you got to the end of the day, knows you weren't, knows when you weren't feeling quite right and you really had to press through to try to not, knows when you picked up the slack for somebody else, sees all of it and rewards every bit of it. How joyful would it be to work in a place like that? Yeah, and then on top of it, he sees all of the negative things and he forgives you. Like he's just prone to say, yeah, yeah, I know you did. I know, I know you slacked off over here. So Johnny had to pick up the slack for you, but I'm rewarding Johnny for that. I saw that. I know that. And Hey, I love you. And I, I forgive you for that. But I did see over here where you went the extra mile and, you know, helped that customer in that way or whatever. I saw all of it. Imagine how, like, what would be the fruit, like, how excited would you be to go to work at a place where every every bad thing you did was forgiven and was genuinely, like, they saw who you were through that and loved you through that, and every positive thing you did was rewarded? Like, and that's, and and that pales in comparison to our Father who sees us in, in secret, which then becomes this incredibly motivating thing, like, no wonder I've known people who I see just really get this and they are just addicted to um, basically the rewards of, of God drawing near the rewards of them feeling like they are in the presence of God and experiencing him and experiencing the abundant, abundant life and believing that he rewards those who seek him and their lives look amazing. Their lives are joyful. Their lives are spent. Like they are like, the end of the day, they collapse in amazing exhaustion at like the the whole day. They feel very free to say yes and free to say no. Like those are two things. Like when we talked about let your yes be yes, and when he says you know and and when you know just say yes or no, um, they are free. They are people who are free to say no to things because they're not worried about how they're going to view be viewed if they say no. They just know like oh that's that's not what God has for me. Like it's more important. Um, that I do this other thing and, and they do it because they don't worry about how you view that. They know how God views that. God sees their heart and knows you said no to that because 
you, this was this other important thing that I actually called you to. Um, they're just, they're free, they're joyful, they're experiencing abundant life. Like they are being rewarded for doing things in order to be noticed by their father. It's interesting how, as you were describing that, it, I, I kept thinking they're free to not think about themselves actually. Right. You know, cause the other way of needing to, needing people to see it requires maneuvering and contortion and strategic timing, a lot of energy. Right. And, and if you know that that's not, that's not what needs to happen for you to enjoy the reward. Um, you don't have to do that. You don't have to manage people or situations so that a certain thing comes out. And actually, I think then in the end, the person who's really experiencing this, the way Jesus is saying it, is it, their thought is primarily on God. Their thought isn't even on, am I getting the reward I hoped for? I really think that their their mind is just consumed with his love and his mercy and his peace because they're just, they're enjoying him. So they're not, they're always assured, like you said, that they're known and seen every moment. Every moment he knows and he and he sees and he understands the deep motives of the heart. He knows like when other people totally misread what our intention was, like all of that. Right. There's a lot of, this is such a solid, um, weighty truth that uh, really, it really does change the way a person goes through life to not have to think right. about that. And I think the reward, I mean, and again, it is, it bears repeating that it's, I get to be, I get to experience more of my father and he rewards in different ways, but the, the reward is ultimately his presence. And so there have been times where God has blessed. I know that God has miraculously blessed us financially. The, the reward is not the money. The reward is being seen and known and experiencing God's love. That just happens to be a vehicle of it. Um, but the question would be, like, in that idea of pursuing worldly rewards, I mean, what if what if God was going to, like, if, if, if you are at a crossroads in your business to be honest or dishonest, and you choose the path of honesty, and it ends up bankrupting your business? And that's what I'm talking about, of, like, if you're seeking worldly rewards, you say, well, I did the right thing. I was honest, and then I lost my business. So God punished me unless you view it as, man, I trust my father in heaven and every gift that he gives me is good. And seeing it as like, it's possible that God freed you from a business that was going to dominate your life, ruin your family, um, or whatever the case is, or you were going to become so self-sufficient. Your, your success was going to put you in a place where you where you felt very self-sufficient, you no longer needed God, and so you felt yourself drifting away from him, what kind of reward would that be? And God's saying, if that's the reward you want, that's what you're going to get, but that's all you're going to get because you're not going to receive more of me. Um, you're not going to experience more of me, and and that's the better reward. So then that ultimately then comes back to, okay, well, that's the that's the setup. And, and so I don't know if it was Robbie on Sunday – um, I forget where it was recently we were talking about how sometimes we make it too complicated and we get lost in the weeds and we don't, and we miss like the very obvious thing that Jesus is saying. And the obvious thing that he's saying is if you do things to be noticed by other people and in pursuit of the rewards that they can give you, that's all you get. Or you can do it to be noticed by God 
to be in his presence and to receive whatever reward, receive the rewards that he has, that he will give and to trust him for that. Those are the better. That's the better thing. That's basically the choice. And it's one or the other. It's not, Oh, I'll do a little bit here and a little bit there. It's no, you're either seeking, you're seeking one or the other. And then the question is, do you believe, do you believe he sees you? And do you believe he rewards you? Which is the question that the author of Hebrews poses or the challenge that if you want to draw near to God, you must believe he exists or that he sees you and believe that he rewards those who seek him. And we can do all the talking around in circles about it, but ultimately, right? That's, that's the question that we ask ourselves every day. It's pretty basic, right? It's pretty basic. Yeah. Do I believe he exists and that his rewards are better? He rewards those who seek him and that that's better. Or am I not quite sure about that? And to be frank, that's the battle of faith every day that we all go through. There are many times where I face that. I, what I try to do, so this is, here's a practical help in this. I just try to face myself with that question. Whenever I'm tempted to do things either to be noticed by others or to receive some kind of worldly reward, I, I, just, I just like it's like this moment of saying, okay, let's just be clear about what we're doing right now. What we're doing is we're, we're saying, I want the tangible person to notice me and I want the tangible reward that they give me. Or am I going to trust in the God who I cannot see but I know exists and I know in his rewards? Like, which one do I want? And you know what? Frankly, there have been days where I, I choose the tangible and the temporary. And there are moments I do that. And that is sin. And I'm missing out. And I think it's, for me, it's been helpful to just, let's just name it. Rather than justifying it, rather than twisting it in some way, rather than making it feel like, no, 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 but I really am doing this for God and, you know, in, in this roundabout way. Like, I just want to name it for what it is so that I flood it with light. So then it's a choice of, of um, like, an honest look at it. Does that, does that make sense? I don't know if that's helpful. It does. And to acknowledge, like, I settled for that. Right. You know, and I could have had... Yes. Something better. Yeah. And that's that's not to wallow. It's not to like beat yourself up. No, it's just to it's acknowledge not, what's true. Right. That. It's to acknowledge what's true because my father, what I know the posture of my father is, is like, so for example, when I, when I do the thing where I slip it in there of like, hey, yeah, it was a big deal that I showed up today because I wasn't <laughs> feeling well. I feel like the, the, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's not, chastising me, shaming me. But he might be saying, hey, buddy, you had something better and you want to pursue the better thing. And then guess what? Because God is merciful and extravagantly generous, he gives me lots more opportunities. Like so the, the what I did just now doesn't need to define what I do in the next moment. I'm able to say, because God is not vindictive in that way. He doesn't, if, if you are given an opportunity for faith and you do the thing to be rewarded in worldly ways, and then the next moment you respond in faith and you do like you seek after God, God doesn't go, well, yeah, but you did that other thing a little bit ago, so you're not going to get a reward. Your punishment is you're not going to get a reward this time because that's what we do as parents, right? A lot of times where 
Asset. Withholding some good then. Withholding yeah. a good because you didn't do it right away or whatever. Well, God doesn't function that way. He is extravagantly merciful and kind and patient and generous um, in all of his blessings. And so he is just constantly showering us with reward and blessing when we are faithful in that because we get to experience more of the life that he's given us. Mm-hmm. And every moment is a new moment in that. Yeah, and he's never he's not surprised either. No. That's part of it. Because in that in the prayer section too, not only does God see you praying who's unseen, but he actually knows what you need before you ask him to. Yes. That's another part of it. He just he is with us and he knows us and he knows uh yeah, you chose you settled again. Um and I think his heart he's not annoyed, but he knows that we missed out. We did, but it's not game over. No. You know, that's the beauty. He's kind in his conviction because he's letting us know. So I want you to know. So next time you'll experience this. Yes. It's, it's not like, yeah, it's not a shaming. It's a, if he didn't ever tell us, like if he never let us know, if we never felt any conviction, if we never, then we would miss out. Think of all the stuff we would miss out on. And, and yeah, he, and he doesn't, his desire is that we don't miss out on anything, like any amount of joy. He, he refuses, God refuses to settle on our behalf. And it's just really incredible when you, when you think about that, like someone who is so for you, which is why, you know, Romans talks about if God is for us, who can be against us? Like if God is for you, the one who sees everything, the one who rewards those who seek him, the one who is, I mean, he is just, he is for you. And he is constantly disciplining those he loves and encouraging them and exhorting them. And and there's conviction, but it's his kindness that leads to repentance. And, and he is offering this incredible life that he's already secured for us in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So again, like for me, I would wrap up there where I say, come full circle and say, he's what he is calling us to do and what Jesus is calling us to do is to lay hold of that which has already been attained for us. It doesn't change his love for us. It doesn't change our salvation, our state of salvation. He is saying, I want you to experience, I've given you this gift. Now I want you to experience it to its fullness. And that's the, those are the rewards. And every time we exercise and step in faith to be seen by our father in secret and forsake the rewards that the world has to offer us, then we are laying hold to that treasure and experiencing it more deeply, which is full of joy and peace. And it's just, it's abundant. And it changes us as we do yeah. that. God uses those, those moments to, to change who we are and what we desire. Yeah. Which is, I think, a miracle that our heart can actually be transformed to desire something it doesn't and to stop desiring something it does. Mm. He does that through this process. Yeah. It's really incredible. And we do, as we always say, we need each other to help us, to help us see this because we don't always see it. We don't always notice when we're chasing after the tangible praises of men, um, or the, or the rewards that the world has to offer us. Um, and we need help in that. We need encouragement in that. We want to rejoice in that, um, together. So if you need help or if you have questions, I mean, this is a it's it's both very straightforward and challenging. If you have questions, let us know. You can get a hold of us at connect at faithpeshtigo.com or call us or um, stop and talk to us on a Sunday. Um, 
we would we'd love to to help you in any way that we can so we appreciate you listening we made it through jeff we did i was gonna say we made it yeah that that crossed my mind but now you got your reward (laughs) thanks a lot jay yeah jewels jewels (laughs) in your crown stolen away no, we, uh, we do appreciate you taking the time to listen. Hopefully it is helpful. Until next time, grace and peace.